This is One Ogden. I'm John Miles. Patty Talia has been making music for a long time, and he's one of local music's biggest supporters and mentors. He runs open mics and helps with booking acts at the Lighthouse on 25th Street, where you can also frequently find him on stage. He's also a contributor at theogdenite.com, where he reviews and profiles local bands. So you're from Chicago? Uh, just outside of Chicago, yeah. So. How long have you been here? Um, I've been in Utah since July of 2014, and August of 2016 is when I moved to Ogden. Okay. And what brought you here? Uh, a, a job I actually just left. But, like, you seem to have pretty healthy Ogden pride. Uh, yo, this town is amazing. Uh, the art scene, they all show up. Everybody's always there. The creative talent in this town and just the overall atmosphere of how people treat one another. Yeah. You know, it's got this stigma of being this terrible place. And it is. Huh. You know, there's baby <laughs> punting in the streets on Sundays. You know, don't move here. Don't move here. Actually, move out of here. Um, you said you were in Utah and then you came to Ogden? Yeah, I, I lived in Farmington at first. Oh, okay. Did you hear horror stories about Ogden? Uh, yeah, actually somebody, when I, when I was making the decision to move out of Farmington, which that's not a hard decision to make uh, <laughs> right. if you've ever lived in Farmington, I was between Ogden and Salt Lake, and I'd spent time in both towns, um, and Ogden just felt realer for me. The people were kinder. Um, I felt like everybody, everybody that was out on a night was out because that's how they were winding down like a day of real work. There's just an air about it. It just feels like you see somebody walking down the street, you know that person just worked as hard as they could. And if they got a little stumble in them, it's like, you earned Good it. Good job, man. Yeah, way to go. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> so you're a musician. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you write songs? I, I, I write some songs, yeah. How long have you been playing music? Uh, I started playing guitar at uh, 10 years old. What was the first song you learned? It was, uh, it was my fifth grade music class, actually. Uh, the music teacher had transcribed the melody of uh, Octopus's Garden by the Beatles. So oh, you just, okay. just single, single notes played, and that's where I fell in love with the guitar. I was like, oh, my God, you can just make, you can make this happen just yeah. on this thing? And that's, uh, I was hooked from that moment on. That's cool. And so were you always a singer? Uh not i mean i yeah that singing was always my 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 go to um yeah. I, I actually wasn't a fan of music until about the age of 10 9 or 10 um i wanted to my aspirations were to be a stand up comedian oh really um or a radio dj you know and uh, music just kind of came to me at one point and i just went with it and uh i didn't realize how beautiful the whole process of everything was like the people that are involved you know exactly what goes into it you watch a band on late night or you know you see a live concert on tv or you go to a show and you're like well there's just guys playing you know there's just people playing music. the work that goes into it is astronomical and it, it's mind-boggling so it made me really appreciate it and i love hard work so 
um, yeah, music and singing, singing especially, trying to find your voice and figure it out. I mean, I used to get booed off stages uh, when I got started for about the first six months. Every time I played anywhere, yeah, booed off stage. Yeah, uh, playing I, originals or covers? A uh, little of both. Both, yeah, a little of both. I, I was a sad sack, man. I was a, you know, guy in my twenties. It was like oh, heartbreak. <laughs> well, yeah, I had heartbreak. <laughs> Let that- me tell you about it. Was it was it all your early songs? It was either heartbreak or comedy. Is that what you were doing? Uh, I took a lot of the comedy out of it. Actually, oh, really? I just got very, uh, I got very, very morose for huh. a few years there when I when I was starting my career. Um, uh-huh. Well, and so like, did you start off rhythm or lead guitar? I'm I'm a rhythm guitar player through and through. Uh, every, every once in a while, if you give me enough whiskey, I'll try to play a lead. But yeah, you know, uh, they never turn out well. First time ever, I tried to teach a kid guitar. He's not interested in singing, so then I don't know how to get him like into guitar. I'm like, you got to sing a song. You're gonna just be playing the same chords over and over. So you gotta like, you gotta have something else that you're getting out of it. You know. So I'm always curious how people get in the door of guitar and kind of. Yeah, I, I feel like it finds people at different ways. Um, like I'm seeing an uptick now of people that. Uh, you know, a little older getting into it. Yeah. And I think, I think you draw inspiration from different ways. For me, it was my fifth grade music teacher whose name I'm forgetting currently. And I apologize about that. So in the event he's listening, uh, uh, thank you. <laughs> but I like, I've noticed too, like through the open mic scene and, you know, cause that's, that's li- how I got out into music. I was literally standing in a bar one night and I could play guitar and sing, but I couldn't play guitar and sing. Couldn't do the two of them. And uh, we were at this bar in uh, Illinois called the Half Day Inn. So it's technically Vernon Hills. And then across the street, across the highway, is Lincolnshire. Uh-huh. And there was a bar there called Flatlanders. And uh, the shots of Jameson at Flatlanders were $1 more than across the street. <laughs> so you would see all these musicians and comedians running across <laughs> this four-lane highway to save a dollar on whiskey <laughs> and uh, like a buddy it. of mine uh who's who's a very he's an incredible comedian uh coming up in the chicago scene he's been in la and austin and and, and been all over the place uh had walked in and me and my friend were sitting there and he's like yeah there's an open mic across the street and it was monday you know so first of all it's a bad sign when somebody walks into a bar on a monday and is like oh hey we're playing music you know and telling jokes and yeah, so we started off going, uh, my buddy Adam Listek and I, we would go on Mondays, you got three songs, and we would do, he would play guitar and I would sing. Um, and so we would do two popular covers, and then we would do what we called the fun one. So, you know, we'd throw in like Clem Snide's version of Christina Aguilera's Beautiful, or Hit Me Baby One More Time, or we'd do some weird owl tunes, you know, just something to keep it fun and fresh. And, uh-huh. Um, and I noticed in those years that more and more people that would come out to support would eventually start coming out to play. Okay, that's cool. Because they'd meet all these players that, you know, it's open mic's a gritty scene. It's not, you know, the pros come out and do it and, and all that, but it's it's a welcoming home for folks that want to come in. Well, yeah, the environment makes a big difference. Exactly. So if you feel comfortable with the people in the room... You're going to be more willing to expose a little more of yourself and take chances and, oh, yeah. and do what yeah. you do. So. so you were doing music out in Chicago, and then you move here, and you just you kind of keep doing it. Was it? Were you doing it 
like as soon as you got out here? Did it take you a while to start getting back into doing music? Yeah, it took a while. Um, I didn't really know anybody when I moved out here. I had I had my two friends I lived and worked with uh, out in Farmington, and uh, there's this great website, and I, I don't know how, how often it's updated anymore. It used to be really huge, but it's called openmics.org, and so hosts will go and post where you can go play, and that was my only resource. So I, I tried to find different little things as I could find in town. And, uh-huh. and uh, But the music community is always, it's it's a very warm and welcoming place, but it's also... Competitive? It, it, it's a, yeah, it depends in the market. You know, some places, like we, I try to preach community over competition. Yeah. We're yeah, all, yeah. all going to do a lot better if we're working together mm-hmm. and supporting one another. Yeah, you know? yeah, if we have a vibrant scene, then it benefits all of us. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Most of the time when you do play a live show, is it kind of you and a guitar and much like do you have much of a backing band or uh, I, I tend to like if I if I book gigs outside of my regular my regular duties, um, it's just me and a guitar. But I try to blend. I try to bring music and humor together. Uh-huh. Um, not in like a parody way, but, you know, I my banter yeah, with right. the audience. I try to I try to bring. Yeah, stage presence. Yeah, the stand-up aspect of myself. That's cool. To that. Um, Because, you know, you want people to feel everything. Yeah. When you, you know, when you come out, it's, it's a duty. You know, you're, you're, you're at the behest of the people in the crowd to, they're there to escape from their life. So walking into a room, if I'm playing, even though that's my life, and I love it, and that's what I get to do, like, I'm so fortunate that I get to do what I do, you have to keep that top of mind, I feel, uh-huh. like you want the people in the room to be like, that's right, I clocked out, you know, or the kids are away this weekend, you know, that kind of thing. You want them to feel, I try to make it like a living room aspect. I want people to feel like they're part of the whole experience. And, and so does that play into your, like, your song selection now? Like, do you try to make sure it's a happy set list? I, you know, I throw, I, th- I throw literally just whatever I like into it. I do play a lot more upbeat stuff these days. I uh-huh. used to be a real sad sack. And, yeah, yeah. You know, but um, yeah, now it's 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 a blend. You know, you I try to I try to play stuff people would like. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, I cut my teeth playing. You know, in the corner of bars. You know, or in restaurants with my amp on too, because I'm just background music. Right, so right. it's like you know, you play stuff people like to hear. And the good challenge and the fun the fun part of it for me is. I get to learn whatever songs I want to learn, and I try to learn things that people will enjoy that they may not know that well. You know? Yeah. Like, I cover Paul Simon, but I cover deep-cut tracks yeah. off of albums he made in the 2000s. Right. You know, and I do not radio dead songs. And, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm big into Fish. And, uh, yeah. You know, like Ryan Adams, who I know is, I don't know if I can curse on here, but... Yeah. He's an asshole, but <laughs> he wrote good songs, you know? Yeah, yeah, some of them are good, right. Well, yeah, because I feel like as kind of a, a one-man-and-his-guitar kind of act, there's like, I mean, yeah, the the heartfelt playlist isn't really going to go well. And honestly, it's not well-suited. It works great. Like, I feel like I saw you at the farmer's market a couple of times, and, like, out on that stage, it's great. But when it comes to doing it in a bar... I mean, yeah, maybe if you have a really upbeat kind of set, then you can kind of pull it off in a bar, but but not really. Like, is it hard to find places to play that kind of show? 
I mean, j- just just from a musician's aspect anyway, it's hard to find places. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of places that want to do music. The music, I'm not going to generalize here. Um, <laughs> a lot of the a lot of the venues that want to bring music in um, and and do things don't realize that it's an investment. Yeah. You know, if you if you want to have music and you want to do it and do it well and bring people in, you know, some days you're going to make money, some days you're going to lose money. Right. Um, and the musicians, you know, the more and more people be making people, the more and more musicians we have and entertainers. And, you know, COVID helped a lot of people. It hurt a lot of people, but it helped a lot of people in that downtime go, I've always wanted to play the guitar or I've always wanted to play the ukulele. And so you're seeing you're seeing this different growth of, uh, you know, some bands broke up and new bands formed and now yeah. you're getting new people on the scene and there's there's this overabundance of crazy talent so it's it's picking your place you know i i know i know what my i know the rooms my show does well in mm-hmm. um and i know the rooms it wouldn't do well in right you know so i've, I've turned down gigs people have asked me to come and play places and i'm like yeah. i don't think your room is gonna like what I do. Yeah. You know, I'm a little crass. I, you know, I work blue. So it's uh-huh. that's what's tough. That's like, like, so you probably weren't even around for when we had something like the basement or mojos, but we used to have these music venues where all kinds of genres could go and, and do their thing. And it really feels like now the scene isn't quite stepping up to that. Like we're not, we're not supporting musicians in the way that we should, because like you say, there's this abundance of talent, but there's not a lot of places for them to go. Well, uh, that, that's what I try to do here. Yeah. Uh, especially through the open mics. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I always say art begets art. So I, you know, if you want to come in, tell a joke, you want to come in, read a poem, you want to come in and play metal, you want to do hip hop. We had an EDM DJ in here on an open mic one night. Like, I feel like we all need those places, those yeah. creative spaces to grow. And the community aspect of it is getting not just the venue and the people that work at the venue into it. It's getting the people that come out and also perform and are also in the same mission on your side. Yeah. You know, cause yeah. like, you know, a lot of people starting off, especially creatively, I've seen this and I've met people over the years, you know, they come from a household where it's like, don't be a musician, you know, Oh, you're never going to be good at being a comedian. What if that kid's fucking funny? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> you know, like, right, just like maybe he just needs a microphone and a little bit of practice. Yeah, yeah, a couple of people that think it's great. Yeah, right. Little little clippy clap, you know. So, well, and like, I love the atmosphere you create down here. Like, it's very obvious. So, yeah, it, we're talking about open mic down at the lighthouse. You do it every Sunday. Yep. And and Tuesday night as well. Oh, and Tuesday, right? Yep. And like, yeah, there is this, you get, you get a lot of regulars and it's this community of just like people all supporting each other. You very clearly are supporting people. Like I can tell that that is a, a deliberate thing you're doing, trying to create, you know, this open mic atmosphere that you, and I guess that probably comes from the, the Chicago thing and you kind of seeing that, that that's the atmosphere that people thrive in. I, I mean, that's how I was brought into the music world with just open arms and supportive people that were like okay yeah you did terrible tonight we'll see you next week yeah you know come 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 try again you yeah know? and it's any creative space it's 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 very it's hard for people to rebound from a bad situation 
Yeah. You know, especially if it's your first or second time out, maybe you drop a note. Maybe you forget a lyric. Maybe uh-huh. you do. And in your mind, it's the end of the world. The audience, they don't notice. Right. They don't know. The only people that notice are the other musicians. And they've been in that exact same spot. <laughs> yeah, right. They get it. And so they know, you know. <laughs> yeah. Like, like the first time I went and did stand up, uh, I had just started dating my partner. It was a Tuesday night at an uh, open mic at the Funka Dive. Yeah. And uh, I was like, I think I'm going to go do comedy. She goes, oh, do you want me to come support? And I was like, oh, no, I'm going to bomb. <laughs> She's like, you're going to bomb. Why are you going? It's like, hey, you got to get that one out of the way. Yeah. It's like, because once you, once you do the worst you can absolutely do, all those nerves go away. Like, yeah. You're like, well, it's, there's only up from here. So creating that aspect of making it where people can come in and feel comfortable and yeah maybe you slip up but we all do nobody's perfect you know so i just like to emulate that energy and just be like look hey i've been there we've been there everybody that's been in this room has either been there or been there for somebody who's been there like that's just how it works do people treat that open mic like it is a preparation for them to get into, you know, ready to go do a paid gig somewhere? Or is is it more like, you know, people just, they can't really get a paid gig and so they can come and do this until they're ready? Like, like what is the attitude of, of most people that come into the open mic? And, like, do you feel like you get to see a lot of people before they go hit the stages and start making a run at it? Yeah, it's, um, that's a really broad question. Uh, <laughs> um, there, there, there's some people, it's like, you know, with motorcycle riding. I'm not a motorcycle guy, but you got... You're serious riders, and then you got people that are just weekend warriors. You yeah. Know, doctors that have a sportster, you know. Uh-huh. Like, oh, I'm going to go ride my bike on Saturday because it's sunny. You get people that do it just because they love doing it. You get people that come to test out new material. You get people that are like, maybe this is what I want to do. And that's how you start. That's how you get in. Um, I mean, if venues are doing it correctly, I'm not going to talk myself up on this one but like how i do it my my open micers you know when they come in regularly and i see them perform new stuff and learn and grow over the time i book them you know maybe i book them for a sunday brunch to start yeah you know that kind of thing but the hard work should be rewarded so you get people that just you know it's like hey sometimes i do it you know we we've had nights where uh, here specifically, we had a night where five of my favorite musicians just came in to hang out. And then they're like, well, I can play two or three songs. Yeah, you know? So yeah. it's like, it's just fun. You know, when, when what you love doing is, is getting up and performing for whatever reason you get up and do it, uh, any opportunity to do it is why not? You know, why wouldn't you? Kind of what I was getting at with the big broad question is you, you, you run this, uh, this open mic. That's maybe the best one in town. And then you're also involved in booking for the lighthouse where, you know, there's, well, one of the main opportunities to perform on stage and make some money for it, you know. So so you're kind of a bridge between those two worlds. And so it puts you in this place where I think you're really you really get to see the Ogden music scene kind of start to finish. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, um, I I go home every night and I, I talk about how fortunate I am. Every, every time somebody says, how was work? I go, I still can't believe that I get to see what I get to see on a daily basis. Um, all these amazing performers coming out, the people that come out to support. It's just fun to watch it grow and to watch how the community builds itself around what's going on. Kamikazes, they do a Thursday night open mic, which is amazing. That's that's one I try to regularly go and support as well. And it's it's a very similar vibe where it's, Get up and play and be part of us. 
you know, be part of the community. And usually when people say that, you know, be part of us or be part of the crew, you know, it sounds exclusionary, but it's it's not. Yeah. With with the creatives, with the artists and the musicians, the poets, the comedians, we want everybody in our world. You know, it's like, yeah, come hang out. Yeah. We'll buy you a beer. Like, let's have a good time. But it's fun to watch. I mean, I've met in my earlier years doing doing open mics. I used to run open mics back in Illinois as well. And I met people there that it was their first time on stage. And now they've done national tours, mm-hmm. you know. So it's really fun to watch. I love watching people come into their own. Because I remember how special that moment was to me when I finally, like, figured it out on stage. And I was like, oh. That's how that works. Yeah. And then you look out into this room of people you may or may not know, and you're like, oh, they liked it too. Cool. All yeah, right. Yeah. You know, right. A- right. Um, are you involved in any other booking around town? I don't do any other booking around town currently. I used to I used to help book with uh, booking for the Gandhi Dancer Mercantile. Uh-huh. Um, Bonnie and Glenn, great folks, good yeah. friends of ours. I like what they're doing there, trying to keep some live music, like all ages live music. Yeah, and that that was the goal in the in the beginning, and then you know we had we had a series of events happen here, and I had to step up and I see you know we parted ways amicably. Yeah, yeah, right, right. I was still eating Glenn's Rocky Road fudge <laughs> this morning on my way down here. That was breakfast. Nice. I thought I saw you associated with Ofoam at least at one point, but no. Um, I so I'm I'm not personally uh, affiliated with Ofoam. I I had the good fortune of being a, a tweener last year at the music festival. Mm. I uh, played the 7 o'clock Friday spot right before Amy Helm, the, the daughter of one of the musical legends, Lee Von Helm himself. Uh, my partner, Deanne, uh, who's, she's the Ogdenite, if, uh-huh. you, if you know the Ogdenite. She works with them doing marketing and whatnot, so uh, we just try to help out. you know. So like yesterday, we went to KRCL to answer phones on behalf of Ofoam to raise money for KRCL. Oh, okay. So you like volunteer for Ofoam. Yeah, you know, I'll, yeah. for for me, it, you know, I, I I've been doing this for twenty years, and I finally hit a point where I can do it full time and and live. You yeah. know, like I'm not not a rich man. You know, I'm not I'm comfortable maybe. You know, but I now have all this time to dedicate to the things that I truly love, which is getting people out out of their little world for a moment and going, hey. If you can go listen to music, go listen to music. Oh, there's a poetry reading? Go to the poetry reading. Oh, there's a play going on in your local playhouse? Go to your local playhouse. Like, the, the, the amount of serotonin you produce just going to those things and, and looking at something for an hour, two hours, three hours, if you really think about it, you break it down, it's, oh my God, my three hours of joy was somebody's two months of work. Yeah. Or yeah. 10 years of work or it, like so anything I can do to help bring eyes on the arts and encourage artists and musicians, you know, to give them a space. Yeah. A safe where they space where they feel comfortable and safe. Damn it. I'm going to do it. Yeah, man. I, I didn't realize you said you left your job to be basically an artist. That's pretty awesome. And the reason it makes me smile so much is because you are. And I don't even know if you take credit for this, but like. You are one of the the people, I think, doing most for this scene. I was down here last weekend talking to just some of the artists that were here, and they just, like, they credit you, man. They're like, you 
you support them like the girl said you were like her dad like you're just there for all these people they tell me that you like you know you're helping them get into the farmer's market and all this stuff and so the idea that you're going to focus more time on doing that is i just i think it's awesome man i i we, we all need that support and i mean it's it's humbling I, I thank you but um i'm just doing what i love doing and and trying to help people do what they love do and if I'm yeah. if I'm even one piece of that puzzle, I'm proud to be it. Yeah. So, talk about um, talk about writing about bands for the Ogdenite. Do you do mostly local bands when you're doing that? You do like local band profiles. Is that what you've been doing? Uh, we do. Um, well, this is a new thing. I've only done a a, a couple of them. Um, so, you know, the Ogdenite as it grows, um, you know, people submit things and they go hey you know we would love a review or this is our new single or this and that and it just made sense to sit and listen i do reviews yeah. i'll do album reviews uh, currently that's all i do and uh for me it's fun because it's i call it headphone time throw my headphones on i got my little notebook listen track by track i take my notes and then i go smoke a cigarette and then i come back and listen to it again and make sure my notes aren't full of shit and <laughs> right uh and then hopefully it it turns into a review that the artists like and appreciate i'll tell you i spend i spend about 30 hours a week on a stage and the most stressful thing i do is write reviews of albums really <laughs> and then wait to see how the band reacts because i i try to keep things positive i'm a positive guy in public i'm, a, I'm kind of a negative nelly you know every, every <laughs> once in a while so i you know i look for the good in everything uh-huh. and um so doing album reviews it's 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 tricky because you want to be able to be technical a little bit kind of talk about where you hear influence but like if i hear something in a song and i mention it it's like it reminds me of this and then i meet the artist later and they're like you were way off it's (laughs) like it's like man i i had had two whiskeys and a couple of tokes and you know the fourth listen to your album it was four in the morning sorry that's what i felt yeah yeah but if i felt that maybe the uninformed listener that might go listen to your album because of this review will have that in back of mind and it'll it'll be something that connects them to it like oh i love that feel of you know this band or this song i'll go give this a listen yeah it's nice to have a reason to go dive into some artist that's local go have a listen to their whole album yeah and we i mean there there is an incredible incredible amount of music that's being made right now um god just new albums off the top of my head you got uh, jackie ray daniels released her new album of cover songs it's all bob dylan her interpretations of bob dylan songs it's oh, cool. beautiful west burke just dropped a new album uh resonomics just dropped a new album hectic hobo just dropped american bison which do yourself the favor seriously go listen to that album snarling yarns have a new one coming out dude cougar just released a new like everybody's creating right now and it's we're in this beautiful brilliant time you know the great recession where it's we figured out that we can follow our passions we go do what we love doing and (laughs) as long as we all go do what we love doing and we support what everybody's doing there's an economy in and of itself and we can make it thrive and so um are you doing a lot of shows right now or do you do you mostly play like at the open mic and stuff uh, well, I, so I'm here. I'm here at the lighthouse five days a week. 
I'm in, I'm in house about 45 hours a week. Mm-hmm. So we do the two open mics, uh, live music Friday, Saturday, Sunday for brunch, and then Wednesday, uh, my baby, my pet project, uh, which is now five and a half years old, is the Bring Your Own Vinyl Night. Oh, yeah. I've seen a little bit about that, where yeah. you, you're listening to vinyls here and just drinking and nerding out about music uh people bring in their own records uh-huh. sign them up i play a whole side of whatever you bring uh-huh. and then we just like not their music but music they like no whatever they bring yeah, yeah 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 so it's yeah and we do features like we'll have local bands if they press on vinyl we'll do a feature night where they can come in and hang out sell copies sign them uh we've partnered with onstage ogden and ofoam uh, a number of other organizations where we try to just bring music and the community together and get people on the same page of like, hey, we all love all the same stuff. Let's have a few drinks, chit-chat about music, be nerds, play Giant Jenga, spin records. So, I, you know, I only have two nights off a week. So uh, I, I, I don't tend to book too much. Uh-huh. Uh, but when I, get, when I get the wild hair up my ass every once in a while, I go... Okay, I'm going to book a bunch of shows. shows. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> and then I just go do a bunch of shows. You don't have any music online, do you? Uh, I have a couple of tracks on SoundCloud. Okay. It's Patty Taglia Music? Yeah, Patty Taglia Music. Yeah. Uh, you can find, if you look Patty Taglia up, there's only two of us in the world. It's me and my ma. So if it's an old woman, that's not <laughs> me. <laughs> if it looks like a bearded bag of shit, you got me. You found me. Um, so. Yeah, I've got a couple of couple of my originals up on SoundCloud that I recorded at the uh, Proper Way Studios here in town. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, Scott, Shane, Carrie, great friends of mine. But the studio work they're doing, I'm I'm not like a recorded guy. You know, I was trained to be a bar guy, a bar musician. Uh huh. You know, so you put me in a stadium, I'm still gonna be like, "Cheers, <laughs> everybody!" You know, I'm gonna raise my glass. So I, you know, I don't write a whole lot of music these days. I don't know if it's out of laziness or lack of inspiration or what, but uh-huh. I just... But I'll have a day where I'll sit down and I'll be writing something else and I'll write one line in something and I'll go, huh. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'll put it in the other notebook and I'll go, oh, It okay. is tough to finish a song now, I find. I'll have like... I have a bunch of hooks or choruses or something, but I never actually see one through. I really? It was, yeah. uh, well, how often, do you, how, how, many, how often do you write songs? Well, and, so... I used to play a lot, and then I had kids. My kids are getting old enough. I can do my thing now. So I've been writing songs this year, and I've been thinking about going on stage. I think I'm going to come down to your open mic and hit the stage one night. I was going to say, I got a stage for you, John. Yeah, right. Dude, and I I just can't even say how much I love it, man. Like, you're creating this stage in this environment that's like, I personally benefit from it. You know, there's this spot. You can go try it out. And and I think you get credit for that, man. I I think it's awesome. Thanks. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, we, we all need that yeah. as, as creatives. We're going to be the first ones to hate everything we do. And we're going to be the last ones to think that anybody's going to like what we do. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> having having that space and that air where you know that it's it's welcome. And, and, and right. you know, we, we need that. I can't wait to hear you. Yeah, thanks. It was good. I liked hearing your stuff last weekend. That was fun. Oh, thanks. Thanks yep. so much. Yeah, we get silly on the Sunday open mic, especially we get silly. But yeah. um We've all just kind of started jamming together. And, right. You know, a few bands have started out of the groups that come in, the people that come in. and Right. I noticed today your brunch band had the guitarist who teamed up with the girl last weekend. and Yeah, yeah. Cat uh, uh, Wilson on stage today with uh, Jonna Beglin on uh, guitar. 
apologize if I messed up your name, John. And uh, Cooper Lavalley on the other guitar. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, they're all of them open micers. Yeah. And they they come out and they're they're coming into their own beautifully. Like music has become a really huge part of their their world and. Cat, uh, I'll talk about Cat for just a second. Like songwriting wise, I I remember challenging myself once to be like, I'm gonna write three songs today. She came in one day, was like, I wrote six songs yesterday, <laughs> and then played them all, and they were amazing, every single one of them, all different, all unique, all great. So getting to see that, like when you have that comfortability, when you know that you can go somewhere. Be who you are. Do what you want to do. Uh-huh. Have a it, sounding board for these new songs you got. Yeah, it opens you up to be like, okay, I'm gonna create more. I'm right. gonna, I'm gonna do more. Absolutely. Yeah. So. I mean, I wrote, I wrote a song this last week just because I'm like, I'm not gonna go on that stage and sing some covers. I might sing one or two covers, but you gotta have an original. And I want to. So anyway, it does. It's like this motivator, man. I love it. So well, yeah, thanks. thanks, man, for doing this. Appreciate it, John. Thank you so much for having me. This has been a pleasure. Uh, can't, you know, thanks, thanks again. Like. Yeah.